Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Joy podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Curry, and today we're going to talk about Christmas around the world. So pull up a chair, grab your favorite beverage, and let's get started. Growing up in a busy household in Ludington, Michigan, my parents did their best to educate us. Both of them were educators by training, and then my father went on to be an attorney. And as such, he got to know a lot of the um, residents of Mason County. They were his clients and friends, and over the years, we developed close friendships with people from different backgrounds as ours, different countries. And at one point, my parents decided that they were going to change our annual Christmas party to an ethnic Christmas party. And we started celebrating um, as different countries would around the world. So we celebrated Christmas as a party where we would have the foods of different countries, as well as talk about their traditions. And at some of them we learned songs and each time we had a different um, country that we celebrated. So every year, first year was a Mexican Christmas. The second year, I believe, was German. And each year we had these, we would have one of our friends that was that ethnicity telling us about their country and the traditions there and how it was celebrated. Other years we celebrated French and Danish and Polish, Italian, and we even had an old English Christmas party. And at each party, the stories of the friends that were from those countries were varied, but many of them talked about the hardship being in wartime during the holidays and what that entailed. And it was just a really interesting way to learn about different countries and how they they celebrate Christmas. And just a time of fellowship with friends and family. And as I grew up, I just took that for granted. But I do remember some of the stories that some of the guests told. And one of them that sticks out to me is the story of a man named Dick Makus. Minkus, I think his name was. And he was a friend of my dad's. And he told the story about growing up in Michigan and being very poor. His father and mother had separated and he and his mother were living with the grandmother, the mother's mother, in northern Michigan. And it was very snowy, um, around Christmas time and they did not have a lot of means for food and they didn't have a farm, they didn't have chickens, that sort of thing. It came to be Christmas morning and they had some canned goods but no meat for Christmas celebration. And this family did have an old Irish setter and the dog went out early in the morning on Christmas Day, and as they were anticipating Christmas with just some vegetables and canned fruits, they heard the dog whining at the door, and they opened the door to find that the dog had a pheasant still alive in its mouth. I just love that story about God's provision for a little boy and his family on Christmas Day. 
But growing up, I actually had the opportunity to be away from my family one Christmas, and I found myself in the country of Thailand. I was part of a group of um, young people that backpacked into the foothills of the Himalayan mountains, and we ministered to very primitive hill tribe people. And I don't know if you're familiar with Thailand. It was formerly the kingdom of Siam, and it encompassed all of that area as far as like Burma and Laos, um, of course, Thailand, and it reached into China and that entire area, Cambodia, um, Malaysia. But today it is the country of Thailand. The hill tribes are made up of displaced people groups. Each hill tribe has their own dress and their own cultures and their own histories. And they are displaced people groups from the surrounding areas like from China or from Laos or Cambodia or Burma that have migrated and live in the foothills of Himalayan mountains there in Thailand. And I had the opportunity to go to this area as part of a mission group called Youth of the Mission. And my group, we backpacked into the foothills of the Himalayan mountains and stayed with these very primitive people and worked with them and ministered to them for a course of three months during a year I spent doing missions work after college. And many years ago while I was visiting there, right around the Christmas time, we actually had some of the tribes people come and Christmas carol to us. I found that really interesting. When we got there, I was surprised by the number of Christians that were in these hill tribes. We were there helping with building a church and helping to set fence posts and clear the site of a mountain where they were going to build a church. And we did some children's ministry and we also did some evangelism. I went with a group called Youth with a Mission, and they're known for their drama, and we would do drama depicting the story of Christ and that sort of thing. But in particular, we were in the tribe known as the Karen tribe. And I just remember thinking, wow, it's just really interesting that there's so many Christians. There was churches in these hill tribes. And I just thought, wow, that's so interesting that there would be Christians in such a Buddhist nation, so many of them. And I was just pondering this. And while I was there, I had just happened to bring a book with me. And the book was entitled Eternity in Their Hearts by Don Richardson. And as I'm reading through the first chapter, it talks about how God has placed eternity in the hearts of men. Basically, he's given them um, a desire for him. And we talked about that in our last podcast about how God has placed a desire for him that nothing else can meet in our hearts besides him. And so this the book that I brought was essentially about that. But the second chapter of the book was actually written about the Karin tribe that I was in. So I know it wasn't just a coincidence that I happened to bring the book, that it was God's leading, unbeknownst to me. And as I read it, I discovered that the Karin people, like many people in that area, had passed down legends as 
tribal people do around the fire, their elders pass down traditions from generation to generation by telling stories and sharing these legends with them. So the Karin tribe has a specific story that they had passed down from generation to generation about how that God had given them a book about himself and given one to their younger white brother. As their legend goes that they were not careful and didn't take care of their book and they fell out of relationship with God. Their legend said that one day their younger white brother would return to them, share his copy of the book with them and tell them how to be reconciled with God. (laughs) Wow, that's a story. But what's even more fascinating is that over the years, the Buddhist priests would be up, or the monks would be up in the hill tribes trying to convert these tribesmen and women to Buddhism, but they were very reluctant to accept that. Then in about 1817, there was a missionary that went to Rangoon, Burma, which is now Yangon, Myanmar. And he started to try to minister to the, the Burmese there and found a lot of resistance to the gospel. In that time, he started to translate the Bible into Burmese. Several years later, another couple came to stay with this missionary, and they were ministering and trying to share the gospel with the Burmese. During that time, there was a Karin's tribesman who was working in that home, trying to pay off some debt. His name, and I'm sure I'm going to massacre her, it was Kotha Bai. And, and he was a notorious thief and robber and actually a murderer. Um, and they had brought him into their home and he was working for them and they were paying him. Of course, they were trying to share the gospel with him. And, he, and again, he was very close to it. And then one day it dawned on him that this is my younger white brother and this is the book. And so he was so ecstatic and he accepted Christ and was baptized. The second missionary couple that I believe their last name was Johnson were planning to go and minister to a different area in Burma, an area called Tavoy, which is in the southern part of Myanmar. And he asked to go with them And so he did go with them, and then he began to, from that point, take trips up into the hill tribes and minister to his fellow tribesmen and share the gospel with them. And there was widespread revival. And so that is why today there are so many Christians in the hill tribes, and why when I was there... They were actually coming and Christmas caroling to us. I will share a picture of them. I'm hoping I can find it in the stack of photos I have here. Um, And just to be an encouragement to you. I know everybody today, we are looking at being snowed in here in northern Michigan as the snow is 
blowing around me and coming down quite hard. I wish everyone a Merry Christmas and I just am praying that people have safety on the roads if you have to be traveling today. If you're in, I'm praying that we all end up having a power <laughs> during the Christmas holiday here and that you all remain safe and that you have a blessed Christmas. And just remember that Christ has come. He has come to bring joy. He has come to bring an abundant life. And you are not alone. You're not alone in this world. There are Christians all over the world that are celebrating Christmas, that are celebrating the birth of Christ and the redemption that he has brought. So I wish you a Merry Christmas, and I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The more that we get the word out, the more we can spread that joy and make a difference in our world. Thanks for joining in. Today's episode was sponsored by Solar Grids Grand Rapids. If you are looking for solar grids to be placed on your home or business to save yourself some money, you can find information about that at solargridsgrandrapids.com. They service the greater Grand Rapids area and the entire U.S. So go ahead, reach out to them today.